inspirational and instructional. Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi there, everybody. It's Dr. JLJ again uh, with another exciting episode of uh, Mental Resilience Through Meditation. And today, the the topic is going to be a theme that really underlies a, a lot of my presentations on this podcast. And the podcast that I've had with stress, with meditation, with foods you eat, with exercise, they all involve one thing, and that's the big SD. What is the big SD? The big SD stands for the big self-discipline, okay? And that is the topic today is um, why self-discipline is important and how to develop self-discipline. So I'm going to talk about tips to improve your self-discipline based on uh, two articles. And it's interesting. These two articles have have slight variations on the definition of self-discipline. So um, the first article I'm going to talk to you about comes from a January 22nd, 2013 Adventist Healthcare um, article on the importance of self-discipline. And, um, you know, they, they talk about, well, there was a new year back then and back in 2018, and they ask, are you still on track for your goals? Because everyone, um, that time of year, everyone's so excited to get their resolutions done, and then they fizzle. So self-discipline really um, gets your goals and what you set out to do in the new year revitalized. And they really, you know, self-discipline is part of having um, optimal health and having you realize your resolutions. So self-discipline allows you to stay focused. It's like a muscle. It gets stronger. And you're in control. And when you're, when you're in control, and I'm just reading my notes here, when you're in control, you're going to feel better and you're going to accomplish more. And you'll feel better about yourself because the opposite of being in, in control is out of control. So they, they cite an article here, psych, Psychological Science, that says, and this is interesting, self-discipline is a better predictor of academic success than IQ. People are born genetically with certain IQs, low average, below average, average, high average, superior. And we know in psychology that oftentimes IQ, there's a very strong correlation between how students, for example, do on um, standard uh, uh, how they do on IQ tests and their grades. There's always been a strong correlation that average to high average students will get uh, Bs are better. And of course, the, the higher up you go, the chances of getting A's and A pluses are also there. But, but according to this article in Psychological Science, self-discipline is a better predictor of academic success than IQ. It's it's um, they did a study that showed how 
highly self-disciplined adolescents outperformed more impulsive peers on every academic performance variable, including report cards, standardized test scores, admissions to high schools, and attendance. So it's like the old saying, um, uh, your attitude is more important than your aptitude to determine your altitude in life. Okay, what determines your altitude is more based on attitude than aptitude, the old saying. And self-discipline is about making wise choices. Uh, for example, if you exercise and decide to exercise on a daily basis, that can promotes control over the body, trans translates into improved sense of control over um, other aspects of your life, and is really a defense against, against stress, which we've talked about already. My non-prescription, prescription, therapy, meditation, exercise. And that helps you beat stress. That helps you feel better about yourself. Okay? So those who exercise regularly have higher levels of self-esteem. We talked about that. And now here's, here's this article's definition of self-discipline. The article... Uh, from back in 2013. So self-discipline, according to this article, has five pillars. Acceptance, willpower, hard work, industry, and persistence. What's acceptance? Acceptance means that you acknowledge where you are right now. I have a dollar in the bank. I want to have $100,000. Okay, so there's a starting point, And hopefully the goal, the end point, you reach your goal. But first you have to accept the fact that your goal isn't there. And this is a target. And what do I have to improve? What am I doing now or not doing now that's going to help me reach my goal? Okay? Of, in that example of getting 100,000 times the amount of money. So the second thing, the second part of the second pillar is willpower. Willpower, according to this article, is defined as a concentration of force, all right? You create a plan of attack, a plan. And every, every good business we know, every Fortune 500 business, year after year, they define and redefine their business plan. How can we improve our bottom line, right? So you could do that with yourself because your, your, um, your business – you take in money, you spend money, okay? So the old saying, again, plan your work, work your plan. That's very important part, the willpower part. And the third thing is hard work. What most people try to avoid by doing the easiest thing, and, you know, everybody wants the easy way out. We've talked about this repeatedly in the podcast, how this whole society is really built on um, uh, taking a break, having a beer, you know, get yourself a new car, you'll feel so free. And of course, the pills, you know, anything that goes wrong, um, especially in, in the mental world, if you're feeling anxious, take a pill. If you're feeling depressed, take a pill. Okay, so quick, quick, quick answers. And um, where's the hard work? Well, 
that that involves some sort of effort and and feeling uncomfortable and the whole society i think unfortunately modern society maybe not the society of the 18th and the 19th and the early 20th century it, it that you know those societies were defined more by hard work tilling the soil and making crops and uh working in factories or um you know building new machines right so perhaps to, in today's society where everything is so accessible especially through cell phones and computers people don't understand hard work and how um it, it, it's easy just to go to the the easy part of life and avoid a strong challenge but a strong challenge usually is connected to strong results and as this saying goes, the longer it takes, the bigger the payoff. And I say that all the time. And then another pillar is industry, developing the capacity to put in the time and effort. And it's interesting, one of the famous sneaker companies has endorsed that. With Nike, their famous saying is just do it, right? And that's what you have to do with industry. You just have to get started, just do it, and that involves time and effort right? Where am I going to find the time? And this is what you, this is, this gets into that aspect of self-discipline where you, you're going to expend the industry and you have to figure out when you're going to do it. And then the most important part of this definition, in my opinion, is the fifth part called persistence. And persistence allows you to keep taking action even when you don't feel motivated. And, and that's really the beauty of, of being a self-disciplined person. And in my opinion, what separates you from the vast majority of other people is that you keep doing a little something towards your goal, whatever it might be, going from $1 to $100,000 or losing weight or building your business or um, improving uh, your job performance, okay? You do a little something every day, even if you don't feel motivated. And that's, that, that's such a wonderful thing that really, really is going to get you results because you get a little results every day and that accumulates into big results. And this is all through persistence again and again and again. And persistence will then provide its own motivation. So overcoming that inertia, overcoming that feeling like when there's, there's the gym 50 yards away and there's the door to the gym, to get to walk those 50 yards and open the door of the, of, of the gym, you know, it's probably hard because you don't want to work out. You, you, you're going to be pushing your muscles, building new ones. But I, I always say, you know, when it comes to exercise, and I've done this with myself, think how great you're going to feel after you're done with your workout. So that image and that feeling that you could associate in your mind simultaneously as you're going towards the gym, you know, a not very comfortable event, you know, is, is what's really going to get you through it, okay? And uh, the article just finishes up by saying that self-discipline becomes very powerful when you combine it with goal setting, passion, and planning. Write down your goals, 
make sure that you're doing everything um, in your power to stick to them. Always finish one task before you go on to another. And, and and what I liked about this article too is that it states here for some the thought of setting a goal may be overwhelming and being persistent with that goal. Reach out for support. And this is in line with what I've I've said before that all these motivational techniques, and there are wonderful motivational speakers and wonderful motivational personalities. I, I think the 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 really added step to take real motivational talking to the next level is to just honestly say that this is a great speech that I just heard, right? And these are um, guys or people that are asking me to set goals. But I know deep down inside I'm an anxious person. I get panicky. I get depressed a lot. And who's going to help you with that? You know, the person on the podium who's getting you all aroused or, uh, you know, getting you all excited, they're not going to give you one-to-one -one therapy. So my idea of real motivation comes from a person who's willing to really exercise all his or her demons through therapy, which I think is a very, very important thing. So reach out for support when, when you feel that you want to achieve a goal that's important to you. You can't do it alone, okay? Another article that I'm going to talk about today is uh, how to become more self-disciplined, seven, seven tips for self-discipline. And I found this um, recently in the December 18th, 2023 Calm blog. Calm is a company that um, encourages people to listen to very calming music uh, to get them to relax or even go to bed. But in, in this article here, they talked about self-discipline, okay? And their definition of self-discipline didn't doesn't involve five pillars like the previous article that I referred to. Here, the definition of self-discipline is your ability to keep working at something, something even if you don't feel like it. It's sticking to your plans and following through on your goals, okay? And um, I, I think it's more in, in line with the, the last part of the, the five-part pillar definition, which was persistence, which I just mentioned, doing something when you don't feel like it. So in, in this definition, they go right to that. They just say to keep working at something when you don't feel like it. And that's really the essence of the lifestyle changes that I've proposed here. And I remember in the last podcast, we talked about eating the certain foods that will affect your mood, that will have an effect on um, real serious mental health problems like um, ADHD and depression and treatment-resistant schizophrenia. So um, having a diet, you know, might be the fourth thing that, that I might incorporate into my three-part prescription if people want to do it. And it ties in with this whole idea of lifestyle change through what? Through self-discipline. Every day, if I want to change my diet, for example, I'm not going to eat as many crackers 
I'm not going to eat as many pieces of bread and I'm going to skip the pancakes in the morning because they're loaded with carbs. And since there's a correlation between all these sugars and carbs and very poor mental health and very poor mental health that translates into poor self-image and poor self-esteem, I got to stop doing that and maybe have some um, eggs and avocados, okay, and um, fruit maybe, and um, or, or veggies in the morning, uh, but proteins, proteins versus the terrible carbs, and then you go from burning, um, making your energy come from keto ketones instead of glucose, which is all those carbs and cereals and everything all the breakfast products that contain all those sugars. So I just diverted for a minute. But, it, it you know, the basis for all these lifestyle changes, which is my non-prescription prescription, is self-discipline, which is why today's podcast is really key. So why discipline is important to your health and wealth, well-being? This is what the article goes on to say. With self-discipline, you learn to prioritize tasks, set realistic deadlines, avoid distractions, and accomplish more in less time. You're going to have healthy choices for eating, eating nutritious food, getting enough sleep, setting aside time to relax. So in this world, there are distractions, like the thing behind me, the television, right? Or the thing that I'm speaking in front of, the computer, and now there are phones that you can, you can just uh, scan online and, you know, uh, go to various sites on the computer, right? There are things that could easily distract you from what you want to accomplish. But, but setting priorities and understanding that your life is, is, is just as important as the television or the computer, if not more, it's funny how... And, and I learned this a long time ago. People are so interested in the careers and the goals that actors and actresses and singers, famous singers, are setting for themselves. You know, they want to have a million-dollar selling record or, um, or, or, or start, um, uh, you know, star in a movie that's going to have um, all sorts of... Um, revenues that they're going to get a piece of, you know, they're, they're so interested in other people's lives that they forget about their own. And your, your life is special. There's only one you, there's only, and you, we only have one life. So that attitude is also part of self-discipline. To, to tell yourself, my life is important and my dreams are important, as important as everything else. Okay, so what are the what are my priorities? My priorities are, like this article said, setting realistic deadlines and avoiding avoiding distractions. So, a three month goal might be to lose five pounds or ten pounds, and not be distracted by all the ads for cake or all the restaurants that you could go eat. Right, and. Um, so, you, you, you know, that's just one example. But part of being 
self-discipline and talking about your health and well, well-being is also to set aside time to relax because it's not just about goals, okay? We need to define goals with clarity, okay? That's one tip in terms of developing self-discipline. We have to know what you want, okay? Like lose the five or 10 pounds within three months. You have to be honest about your limitations. That's number two. Um, you know, you can't, you can't um, not wake up when the alarm goes off, okay? And if, if that's a problem for you, you have to correct that. Number three is prioritize and plan as best as possible. Self-discipline is all about making conscious choices, prioritizing your daily tasks, something which I do every day. I mean, uh, I just read out a list and I find that it's very um, fulfilling to check off that list. Call this doctor's office, go to the gym, uh, pay these bills, you know, um, speak to these patients for two or three hours work on my book, work on my um, podcast, okay? So when, 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 you, when you stair-step your goals and you prioritize each day, each day is going to become very powerful because you've disciplined yourself to have these little mini goals, okay, of making that phone call, taking that action step, Okay, the fourth thing is to break down your goals into smaller, actionable steps. Okay, you're 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 not going to be able to um, to say lift um, 500 pounds. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, after two training sessions with a trainer, if you haven't been to the gym in five years or something, right? So you know, you might want to say, well, I'm going to start trying to lift um, 20, 30 pounds, I don't know. And then as your body gets stronger, you can you could push it up to 100 or 150 pounds. And, and you know, this is, this is going to stop you from feeling overwhelmed and discouraged. You have to start small and gradually work your way up. The fifth tip is to find accountability partners. And, you know, in my whole um, 30 years as being a um, psychologist and doing psychotherapy, how many women and men have told me that they're, they're going to lose weight because they recognize the value of exercise and diet, but um, they've got to be, and especially women, they want to be with two or three other women. They, um, they want to be motivated or they want to be checked on right or held accountable by somebody else you know we're supposed to get up and walk around the block at eight o'clock in the morning every day or maybe walk a mile or more maybe just not around the block i'm doing that with my two friends we could talk about the weather or politics or sports right um or guys who um, have buddies at the gym who spot them when they're they're lifting heavy weights. So that could be a very powerful tool to both motivate you and keep you disciplined. You know, a friend, a family member, um, 
who who has a similar goal. So if um, and and of course we see this in sports teams where everyone wants to win games, right? So the whole team motivates each other. Not that they don't have fights now and then, and that creates drama. But the for the most part, you know, you wanna you want to say good things to each other and you want to say, you know, I'm going to be here at eight o'clock in the morning um, to lift weights. So should you. Okay. And um, that's, that's accountability is what's very important. And the, the sixth thing that we're going to talk about here is reward yourself. Rewarding yourself uh, doesn't mean that you're denying, you know, being self-disciplined doesn't mean that you're denying all the joys in, in your life. So when, um, if I can get back to lifting, I don't know, 500 pounds, um, if, if you get up to the point where you can lift 200 pounds, you might say, I'm going to go get myself a protein shake. I'm going to go off my diet a little bit and buy myself some ice cream. Okay. So, um, you know, your reward, is it varies. I mean, um, for some people, a, a reward might be a vacation, right? Well, lots of people have that reward when they complete, you know, three to six months of um, um, important work at their business or they got a promotion, right? So the sixth tip, you know, to, to being a self-disciplined person is to understand that there's there's the, there's the paying part, right, of uh, doing the, the things that are fairly uncomfortable, the work part, okay, of reaching your goal. Um, and, and then there's the, the reward is the pleasure part of being on this beautiful vacation where the sun is always shining and the, the, the beach is pristine, the waters are beautiful, um, you don't have to cook. There, there are people that cook for you and clean for you. So that image in your mind and that sensation, um, uh, you know, play very important roles in developing you as a person and your personality. Okay. And then the whole idea of being self-disciplined really is a happy thing because there's the pain of a of trying hard, okay, and of working, right, and sweating. And then there's the pleasure, there's the reward that comes at the end of it. And um, decade after decade of your life, if that's how you roll, you're going to end up someone who's accomplished quite a lot and who could feel good about themselves, in my opinion. And we talked, of course, about Abraham Maslow and Wayne Dyer, how being a fully self-actualized person is so important to discover what you're really good at, okay? And discipline is really going to get you there. Discipline, hard work, reward. And the last thing that they talk about here in this article, number seven, is have a plan B. What if, um, what if I can't get to the gym today? What if, um, you know, I'm trying to lose weight and I can't get to the gym? Well, maybe I have some exercise equipment in my home that I could use or, or space in my garage. I can just run around it. 
and lose weight that way. Or, um, you know, what if I'm, I'm using a method to achieve a goal that's not really working? You know, um, there were many companies after I published my book, for example, that were helping me market the book and they weren't doing a very good job. Um, and I decided to find somebody else to help me market the book. Um, and, um, you know, so I found out about um, a website designer that I use. I found out about uh, the Geek Squad and how they could help me um, get accounts on social media. So there's there are other ways that you want to promote and market yourself. But... You, you, I figured that out because I had, I had to change my plan from a plan A to a plan B. And that's all part of life, okay? So you, you have to, you know, a lot of it is trial and error. As you discipline yourself, you gain feedback. And then you can discipline yourself in a new direction. The discipline is there. You just change direction. Um, another thing I liked about this particular article that I, I read here, okay, at the Calm blog is that they had a lot of questions. And one of the questions was, can you train yourself to become more disciplined? Absolutely, yes. Being self-disciplined is developed and strengthened through practice. It's not something you inherit, okay? We inherit our IQ, but... There are plenty of very smart people that are not doing not doing very well in life or they're wasting their gifts, okay? So uh, your, your brain, no matter what your IQ is, can respond to being disciplined and strengthened with practice, okay? Be patient with yourself, but... This is something you can learn. It's not something that's innate, biological, or genetic. Definitely learn. Another question is, why am I struggling to be disciplined? And this is really key and really ties in with what I've said all along on these podcasts. Struggling with, with discipline is a challenge many people face. And there are several reasons why you might be struggling with self-discipline. It could be because you have an underlying mental health concern. Flashing light, you need therapy. Is therapy a bad thing? Well, everybody seems to think it is, or many people used to think it was. But in my mind, the best motivator, the most successful people, while they might not tell you outright, probably have gotten therapy probably have gotten someone to help them be more introspective, to figure out what they're doing wrong. Because, you know, you can be very, very disciplined, um, okay, and, and struggle with it. Like be disciplined for two or three days and not be for, you know, 10 days. Okay, well, why is that happening? Okay, uh, what if you have ADHD? right? Um, in therapy, you know, you could take an exam or they could give you a screening for that and then help you um, prioritize your day or 
have you work in a more structured environment with less distractions. I mean, for the average person, you know, this is what I've been talking about today. The average person who isn't ADHD has hundreds of distractions. The phone is ringing like my phone just did. The telephone, um, the, um, the, the TV, um, the doorbell rings. Um, so that's just the, the normal person. Someone with ADHD is just overwhelmed with all the stimuli and they never finish any tasks. They start something, they get distracted. They start something else, they get more distracted. So seeking the support of a therapist and is crucial because we know also from research that just having ADHD, which I talked about, um, uh, they found that people with ADHD, there's no correlation with intelligence, okay? So there could be very, very intelligent young men and women, old men and women who have ADHD, who are very intelligent. I, I have a patient right now um, who's still in high school. She's been diagnosed with ADHD, but she just got a full scholarship to a university. I mean, her sports helped, but she also got straight A's. So no correlation between intelligence and, and ADHD. And what I might also point out in, in line with the podcast today, this young lady is extremely self-disciplined. I mean, she's out there practicing golf over and over and over again. Unfortunately, it may take a lot of her life. And we have to work on that to balance it. But she has a lot of discipline, okay? Uh, another question here is, um, how can I be disciplined and not lazy? Overcoming laziness requires a combination of self-awareness, motivation, and action. Start by identifying the things that make you procrastinate about being perfect. It's about making consistent effort and gradually building momentum. Okay, so... Who's going to help you do that? All right. Who's going to become, who's going to help you become more self-aware, motivated, and filled with action? Who's going to help you identify the things that make you procrastinate? Well, someone, not yourself, maybe a family member, but probably a therapist, right, could help you analyze yourself. It's hard to analyze yourself. I mean, sometimes if we have a family member who wants to help us, they could do it, but they're busy doing their own thing, right? So self-awareness, motivation, and action overcomes laziness. And you identify what you're lazy about or what's distracting you or what's making you procrastinate. And you could do that alone. I mean, I try to do that with myself, and uh, but... I, I appreciate feedback from other people because it's so helpful. And if you don't have other people to help you, you need therapy. So I hope you enjoyed the um, presentation today. It really, really was an important podcast, like I said, because it it's the underlying key, I really believe, to success in life, irrespective of your IQ, okay? Um, the most, some of the most successful business people 
millionaires, you know, really doing well in life, didn't necessarily have the highest IQ. But what they did have was what we just talked about, persistence, structure, motivation, okay, and desire to reach their goal and the willingness to sacrifice time, the willingness to put in the effort, the willingness to, to forgo other things temporarily, right? And of course, to reward themselves. So it really is, is again, um, it's your attitude, not your aptitude that determines your altitude in life. And the, the big attitude that we talked about today was the big SD, the big self-discipline. So I hope you got a lot out of this today. It was a pleasure talking to all of you, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief.